Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. You all go through the sukkah on the way in here? Sukkot. It's the most joyous time of the year in the Jewish calendar, an annual calendar that's filled in any case with many joyous festivals, but Sukkot tops them all. You know, the world bursts with color and ed- energy and vibrancy and happiness. Jewish tradition describes Sukkot as Hechag, the festival par excellence. It's almost a manic rush to get out of the mood of Yom Kippur. We start building the sukkah immediately after breaking the fast. And in fact, here we symbolically, remember at the end of Yom Kippur, we symbolically pound the nail into the wood even before we leave the sanctuary, right after Neila. Life thrives all around us. And just in case we missed it, the Bible emphasizes, Vesamachta bechagecha. You shall rejoice, be happy. You, your household, your household help, as well as the orphan and the widow among you, everyone, everyone, everyone you see, everybody you come into contact with, anyone you can imagine, even those in mourning, are commanded to rejoice. It's not advice. It's a commandment. It's not rejoice if you feel like it. Try and be happy. Think of nice thoughts today. It's vesamachta bechagecha. You are commanded to rejoice. Jewish tradition encourages us to study the book of Ecclesiastes during this Shabbat of Sukkot. That's the path to happiness studying Ecclesiastes. It's an amazing idea, because of everything that could have been selected by the rabbis from the Bible to read on this festival of joy, Ecclesiastes, Kohelet, in Hebrew, seems the last choice that we would want to make. Kohelet's theme is relentless sobriety. He introduces a number of important ideas. But perhaps the most central of them all is Hevel Havalim, Hakol Havalim, Hakol, Hakol. Everything is futile, utter futility. All is futile, everything. And this is what our tradition insisted on reading on the festival of Sukkot, the festival of the highest joy. Everything is futile. Utter futility. Kohelet mentions the word futility 38 times. 38 times in 12 chapters. Of all the possible biblical material, this is what the rabbis chose. The modern equivalent might be to read Albert Camus' Myth of Sisyphus on your birthday. Open the first page, the first sentence of the first page, and read this, his opening line. There is only one true philosophical problem, and that is suicide. Camus felt the same existential crisis as Ecclesiastes. All is futility. Life is absurd, he suggested. There's suffering, evil, injustice. We struggle through life, and it ends in a millisecond of eternal time. God is dead, Camus thought. There's nothing awaiting us on the other side. So why not just end it all now? 
Why prolong the agony? That is the first sentence, and that is the theme of the myth of Sisyphus. And Camus spent the entire rest of the book trying to justify why we shouldn't kill ourselves. It's so French. <laughs> the rabbis, too, asked whether life is a good idea. Talmud tells us that the schools of Hillel and Shammai debated whether it would have been better had human beings not been created at all. They debated for two and a half years this question, would it have been better had we not been born at all? And they took a vote at the end of two and a half years, and they concluded, given all the sufferings and hardships of life, and consider it, considering its briefness gone in an instant, Indeed, it would have been better had we not been created. But, they added, since we were created, we should make the most of it. See, that's the difference between contemporary French philosophy and ancient Jewish wisdom. The French ask, why not end it all now and get it over with? The Jews say, it would have been better had we not been born. But how many People are so fortunate, maybe one in a million. <laughs> so why the seeming contradiction between the spirit of Sukkot, pure joy, and the spirit of Ecclesiastes, utter futility? Well, glad you asked. To paraphrase Mark Twain on the music of Wagner, it's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> to read the book of Ecclesiastes is a brilliant custom and so reflective of Jewish wisdom. Happiness is not some drug-induced, irrelevant, fantastical state of ecstasy that has no connection with the reality of worry, anxiety, and mortality. Happiness is life itself, being alive. Mortality gives urgent meaning and profound purpose to life. We find meaning in what we have, says Ecclesiastes, not in what we wish we had. We find meaning in our limited days under the sun, not in the limitless days that we wish we had under the sun. As Kohelet wrote in colorful imagery, alive dog is better than a dead lion. Or, as David Ben-Gurion said 3,000 years after Kohelet, a dead Einstein is not a genius. Towards the end of his book, Ecclesiastes utters this profound statement. Go eat your bread in gladness, drink your wine in joy, for this a long ago was approved by God. Let your clothes always be freshly washed and your head never lack ointment. Enjoy happiness with the woman you love all of the fleeting days of your life that has been granted you under the sun. Whatever is in your power to do, do it with all your might. Here is the threefold 
recipe of happiness, according to Kohelet. It is so down-to-earth, so basic, so reasonable, so sensible, so reflective of the human condition. It is so Jewish. First, eat your bread in gladness and drink your wine in joy. And let your clothes be freshly washed and your head never lack ointment. Eat well, drink wine, wear clean clothes. We don't believe in asceticism in Judaism. We do not believe in the denial of the body's needs or the denial of earthly pleasures. Happiness is enjoying the bounty of the earth. Happiness is not going hungry. Happiness is a good bottle of wine. Enjoy yourself, Ecclesiastes urges. Treat yourself to the spa. Go to the hair salon. Let your head never lack ointment. Be good to yourself. Buy nice clothes. Press them. Look good. Look cool. Second, Enjoy happiness with the one you love all of your fleeting days that have been granted to you under the sun. Love someone. Look for a soulmate with whom you can share life in all of its joyous and challenging dimensions. Life is lived in and through others, not alone in splendid isolation or solitary refinement. We do not believe in abstinence. Jews believe in love, physical relations, and emotional support. Third, whatever is in your power to do, do it with all your might. I love this verse. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. There's great joy in reaping the fruits of your labor. Whatever you do, do it as well as you can. Be the best that you can be, whatever your vocation or purpose in life. The superficial trappings of life are not enough. As Ecclesiastes writes, the same fate is in store for all, both the wealthy and the poor, eventually end up in the same place. Therefore, we must be satisfied with ourselves. Jewish tradition teaches that our aspirations and ambitions are the source of our happiness. And that's why we study Kohelet on this, the most joyous festival of the year. It teaches not the faux happiness so popular today in Instagram images and Facebook fantasies where everyone looks happy to us. But they're so happy on the outside that in reality, they're miserable. Even Camus would have been impressed by the secret to happiness according to Kohelet. First, take care of your bodily and aesthetic needs. Second, attend to your emotional needs. Love someone. Third, live a purpose-driven life. That's it. Shabbat shalom. Chag Sameach. 
May we experience abundant joy and profound happiness in our festivals.